Hi, my name is Isabella. My name's Ryan. And you're watching the Sierra Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive edition of the Sheriff Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, growing up watching TV, there are certain characters that have certain influences on us. Now, some have much more influence than others. In my late teens and early 20s, there was one character on TV that was charismatic and entertaining more than anybody else. He is my guest tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, I would like to introduce to you my guest tonight. He hails from Jane and Finch in Toronto, Ontario. At six foot, 185, he is a middleweight, a mediocre athlete, but the goat of personality. Attended Ryerson University for radio and television, hosted and produced Cabby Presents, co-host of Bleacher Report's betting show, my idol and role model to many, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, Mr. Cabral Richards. How are you doing tonight, my man? I'm wonderful, sir. I'm and yes, the clapping. We clap for ourselves. We clap for ourselves. Yes. yes, we do. So, Cabby, I am absolutely ecstatic for you to be on the show. Thank you. I, I got I to gotta make a couple of uh, amendments to your very generous words off the top. Please. I am 240 pounds. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I stole all of my material from Will Smith. So really, <laughs> you are interviewing like one one thousandth of a copy. Like the, remember like, because we're of a certain age, we remember photocopies. And then like when the, when the like, um, the toner was low, or like you got to the end of like at school, like the end of the, whatever the late, it was just like the faded lines. I'm like the faded version of Will Smith. Well, dude, you know what? Will Smith is probably my favorite actor. Okay, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Iconic. Probably influenced my childhood. Mine too. Being a St. Mike's guy, I embraced the whole blazer. I almost even turned it inside out, just like how Will you did. You guys wore blazers at school? At, at St. Mike's, Mike's oh, College, wow. yeah. Oh. oh yeah. So I hear you, man. We're on the same wavelength with Will. Okay, wonderful. That's for sure. Wonderful. Salute to Will. Salute to Will. Shout out. Jada. So now, Cabby. What I wanted to get off first off the bat, what I wanted to get off my chest was, I wanted to kind of tell you, on behalf of Canadians, Torontonians in general, how we feel about Cabral Richards, okay? So yeah. now, Boy. what I took away the most growing up watching you, like how I, know, how I explained in the intro, is enthusiasm, energy, and kindness. That's what you are the best at. Well, thank you. That's, you're very generous. I really appreciate that. Enthusiasm, yes. Because we weren't allowed, I don't know like, about you, but we weren't allowed the good cereals. So we had the, sh the crappy cereals like oat puffs and like cornflakes, but we just had to kill it with brown sugar. So like the bottom of the bowl was just like, uh, was like, lo like sugar lava, and then there was some milk, and then like, no, it was a cereal, then the milk, but like we couldn't, like I would just, the reason I'm, I'm thinking about this is because I just did an interview in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Okay. And Justin Jefferson had his own cinnamon toast crunch. Like he had a limited release of gritty toast crunch. You know, he, when he celebrates, he does the gritty. Him and John Moran are like the only ones really that can do the gritty anymore yeah. because they own that real estate. <laughs> but as a kid, you were talking about like Jane and Finch. Yeah. When I was at Finch, 
It was literally, bro, it was like a, a transparent bag of oat wheat puffs or oat puffs. They were disgusting. Actually, we had to call maple syrup because maple syrup was only like maybe like $1.69 for a big thing. But like a sugary cereal like Captain Crunch or I don't know, Cocoa Puffs or, or Fruit Loops, like there's no chance we were getting those because those are like $3.99 a box. So we had to get the shitty ones that were like $1.19 for a box and then we just killed it with uh, maple syrup. So you know how I can, I, I can rate talent? I can rate talent if somebody can make cereal an interesting conversation. And that's what you just did, my friend. I'm so not that, sure if yeah, that's man, true. That, that, that's incredible. So now listen, we mentioned Jane and Finch, we mentioned all that. Man, I, I'm so excited to have you here because I've had you on a Zoom show, Cabby. I think we went like an hour and a half. The best thing about having the live shows is I can take my favorite guests, bring them to the studio, and then pinpoint what I really want, what okay. I really want to get sure, at. Sure, sure. So, dude, like, I've seen you on TV. I've seen your style. I've seen you get access to athletes and celebrities that no one else gets access to. We got to go to the beginning. I need to know what Cabral was like in elementary school because I know I know the character started then. Right. So let's get right into annoying. it. Annoying. I was annoying. We had a like formative to like my sensibilities was and I, this is a such a dated reference but was Eddie Murphy's Delirious and Eddie Murphy's Raw. Okay. A friend of mine, he like he he got like the I think it's called the Super Channels. Like he got the pay-per-view channels. Yes. And then had the VCR but he had like a um like a tape deck that could record the audio. So hit play record. So then recorded when Delirious and Raw came. And it was all the swear words. It was all the mother bleepers, all the B words, B words. I mean, I don't know if this is like, no, that's this cool. is Raw and Uncut yeah, yeah, or whatever. No, no. Go ahead, bro. But it was, it was, you know, and, and listen, those comedy specials were iconic at a time. Uh, I, you know, some of the con some of the content doesn't age well, obviously, but at that time, that's where I learned how to cuss. And that's how I learned how to do different characters. Because Eddie Murphy, we were just listening to the audio. So when he was doing Bill Cosby, we were like, is Bill Cosby behind the curtain? Yeah. Because his, his inflections and his impressions were so amazing. Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Mr. T, all these characters. Jeez. And so, you know, from, from Eddie, then it was like Martin Lawrence and Will ushered in the next sort of influence on my life. And I just tried to mimic those guys in high school. And when I was... Uh, I don't know, 16, we, we were doing like home movies when my parents would take my brothers to baseball tournaments in Michigan and, and around like Southwestern Ontario. So then one dude had a camcorder. So that's what we would, we would do like the fake talk show and we do the fake gangster movie and like the, these Christmas videos and stuff. So all that, soaking in all that, all those shows and these iconic actors um, helped to inform and influence how I behaved at school, which was obnoxious, bro. I was <laughs> like, I just, I'm the enemy of silence. So I never stopped talking, got in trouble, obviously, um, a bunch of times. And I, in, I don't know about you, but in high school, I got suspended every year of high school. I'm older than you. So we did OAC. You probably didn't do OAC. But so I was one of the last years. You were? Okay. We're, we're not that far apart, man. I think you I'm look about 10 years younger than me, though. That part's not true. I, I'm at least 10 years older than you. But anyway, I did grade 9, 10, 11, 12, and OAC. So those were, those were some of the influences that, that really had a profound effect on me as I grew up. 
And I appreciate you sharing that, but I'm not going to let you off that easy, Mr. Cabral. Okay. So now listen. What am I missing? We're from the city of Toronto. We're, uh-huh. we're unlike any other city. But what, what I want to kind of magnify here is your family. Now, let, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. We got the Jamaican father. That's correct. We have the Trinidadian mother. That is correct. We have three brothers. That is correct. Let's get into it, man. <laughs> Let's get into it, man. Please. Well, listen. My parents are from the Caribbean, so there weren't a lot of hugs and, and I love you's in the house. Like, it was very, we we're a very blue-collar family. Lived at Jane and Finch. I killed more roaches than I've eaten individual Doritos in my life. And I've, I've eaten thousands of Doritos, Mike. Actually, probably, it's, it's probably an offensive amount of Doritos that I've eaten. And I've killed a lot of roaches. So it was always like a couple of things, the squares of toilet paper, and then killing roaches. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure my parents wouldn't appreciate me sharing that, but whatever. We're <laughs> very blue collar and um, there a lot of fights. I mean, you have two big ass brothers, so you I know sure do. Fight. Are you the youngest of the three? I'm the oldest brother, second oldest of the siblings. My, my sister's the at the top. Okay. Yeah. So it was like we were, it was, it was Saturday night. Was it Saturday Night Raw? Was the WWE? Oh, yeah. Saturday, Saturday Night Raw. Raw. And it was 1130, right? It would come yep. on like once every two months or whatever. Okay. So it was just play fights, just, you know, elbows in the drywall If any. And obviously because I'm of Caribbean heritage, like we weren't just getting like, oh, let me take your phone away as a punishment or you're going to sit in the corner as a punishment. You're on a timeout. The timeout is when my head hit the drywall because my dad (laughs) smashed me in the face. And then my brain took a timeout as I was recalibrating and my eyes, I'm seeing constellations. Oh, there's Aries. That's Sagittarius. That's Gemini. Taurus. Amazing. Like, I, I'm learning. I learned the t- constellations in school, and then I'm seeing them as my eyes, as my system is restarting from the right hand from my pops. So, again, wow. they probably, probably didn't want me to share that story, but which is to say that it was a very active household. Yeah, and you know what? Honesty is the best policy, right? Sure. And culture- well, it, wait, is it, though? I mean, sometimes. I mean, listen, words are like bullets. Once they're out of the chamber, you never get them back. So, like, true. is it also, here's a question for you. Is it a lie when you don't tell all of the truth? Like, you leave some details out of a story? I mean, I think that we can pick and choose what best suits our best interests. Okay, but Does is that it, make sense? Is it, of course it makes sense. Am I, am I answering the question? Yeah, I'm a recovering dirtbag. So, <laughs> you're speaking my language. But is it, like, okay. So, the, but is it, a, if sometimes when you omit, okay, you just said honesty is the best policy, we'll move on. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So, okay, so one of the things I like to do is I, I like to really research, like, my guests, right? Okay. And, and I remember one of the biggest talking points that we talked about on our Zoom episode was your time in high school, and, and like, I know you touched on it a little bit now, but I want to talk about the drama class. I want to talk about, like, what really kind of, like, motivated you to go to go in this field girls bro girls like like it's very interesting to me i'm sure the listeners want to know too girls okay there's so many i'm sure a lot of dudes out there can just empathize with the desire to impress girls that were among like in your peer group or punching above your weight class or just i'm in the ninth grade and then there's someone in grade 12 like if i could just get a smile bro that made my semester but if I could get like a chuckle, whoo, I felt like if I could get a chuckle, I felt like I was Michael Jordan in Madison Square Garden, game third game back, dropping a double nickel, wearing the I can't remember what he's wearing, the 11s or some ish like that. 
Yeah. So 45. After 23? Tell me well, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he wore 45 yeah. and dropped 55. Dropped 55. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so is this like, I mean, girls was a primary motivation, but also because I was so attention starved at home because I had three brothers, I was just like, I was acting out and drama class was a great place for me to store my energy. And when I got started doing Cabbie on the Street, it was a similar thing. I was at the office at the score writing scripts for people and then I was, again, loud and obnoxious. And then someone suggested that I go do some streeters just to get out of the office, to give people, like, a break. They're like, man, we just, we, just need to, we just need to stop hearing this guy's mouth for two and a half hours. And I, with that gentle push, then started my career. Okay, so now let's stick with the cabbie on the streets a little bit. Because I'll tell you what, man, that show influenced me so much. It, I think it kind of influenced me to even get involved with this when I was done playing, man. Like, that's how much I liked what you were doing. Thanks, bro. You influenced me a lot. Now, here's my question. You must have got a lot of rejection, my man. Going my out on the life. streets yes. of Toronto, yes. Eaton Center, yeah. you know, places yeah. like that. You know, what would you say your batting average was for people that would engage when you first started Cabbie on the 100. There's a famous bat, like, Mendoza is like a famous figure in ba infamous figure in baseball where batting under the Mendoza line I don't know if it's 204 or 224 means that you're a poor player my yeah. batting average was like a hundred bro okay. it's like one in ten people would stop to okay. talk to this stupid round face when I'm asking about records or asking about jerseys or mascots or whatever like I just made up a bunch of dumb things when I first started just to get reps and just to try to find different characters around the street so I dealt with a, I dealt with more rejection in high school Yes. Which, which helped me build up a little bit of a coat of armor. So going out to talk to random people, that helped build my armor. And then when I was talking to athletes or PR people to get access to the athletes, again, a wave of rejection. And I still get rejected now. Bro, I'm trying to do an interview right now with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I've been getting the Heisman for like four months. No big deal, though, those names. But I'm just saying, like someone who is kind of established still gets yeah. rejected yeah i'm still getting swatted into the bleachers okay like uh like i'm freaking playing basketball against victor Wembenyama, whose name will be more significant oh, in yes. a few years seven foot five right wingspan of a hundred but plays like steph curry yeah which is banet like <laughs> the evolution of the like he's a you obviously the most unicorn of the unicorns yeah it was like chris Stapps was a unicorn joel Embiid's a unicorn yeah. Giannis a unicorn because they're so fluid in their movements. Yeah. But now Victor? Yeah. And, and actually, you know what? Kevin Durant is also a unicorn, even though he says he's 6'10. Yeah. That dude's like 6'13 or 6'14. I, I, I agree. So, I agree 100%. So now, Cabby, this is what probably the most important talking point that I want to get at. Okay. One of the things that I admired about you the most is when you would go and interview pro athlete celebrities, you didn't have an agenda. But there was one thing that I did hear you say, and I'm going to have to read it because I don't want to mess it up. Okay. I would try to amplify the personality of the person that I'm speaking with. Yes. That was your main goal. Is that still the case? Yes. Okay, perfect. Can you elaborate on sure. that a little bit? So I, um, so everybody knows that hockey players aren't the most animated no. or most outgoing. No, they are so boring. In front of a camera. Yep. You get a lot of cliches. I mean, you get cliches across the board, but hockey players, just the whole culture of hockey suppresses personalities, and a few can kind of break through, whether it's Ovi, whether it's P.K. Subban, 
whether it's, I mean, you see a few more guys now, but it's still like, hockey's like the New England Patriots. It's like you just, yeah. this is the shield or the code or whatever, and we don't want, per we scrub out, sanitize all your personality. PK was definitely leading the pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that? Yes, okay. oh, yeah, I do agree. Uh, and um, so sometimes I would try to compensate for someone's energy or ask even wilder questions to get elicit a bigger response. So uh, I, the best piece I ever did, and salute to, um, uh, oh my gosh, salute to uh, Steve Ludzig. Jeez, I'm, uh, I was just about to bring Ludzig. Who, who, who gave me this idea. He's like, you should do it a bit where you ask hockey players how they tape their stick, <laughs> how they wrap their knobs. Obviously with the sexual innuendo of boom. So in that one, I got Sid, Sidney Crosby, to laugh. And, wow. And he was, unfortunately for Sid, and we've seen this with Connor McDavid, the league's like, hey, here's the entire league. We'll put it on your shoulders at 18 years old. Yes, yes. You are going to follow arguably the greatest goal scorer of all time in Mario Lemieux, yep. and then you are going to try to follow the greatest athlete in the history of the sport. The great one. In Wayne Gretzky yep. in, 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 with the Edmonton Oilers. So, obviously those guys are very guarded. And then when I did this bit, Sid like relaxed a little bit because I would just go in there and people knew that I was there for fun and games. And asking dudes how they tape their stick, the moment where they clue into the innuendo is really magic. And I need to salute, I salute Steve Ludzig every time I discuss that particular segment because it's the funniest one that I did. And it wasn't because of me, it's because of the way, it's the reaction. Like in comedy, they say that the, you find the comedy in the reaction to the joke or the yes. reaction to the bit. Yes. So that was an example. I mean, I remember that. Thank you. I thought it was so funny, man. Thanks, like, man. You guys absolutely nailed it. Thanks. Now, Mr. Steve Ludzig that you're bringing up, I wanted to talk about him a little bit because sure. I know that he was a big influence on, on you, that you did look up to Steve yeah. Ludzig. One of the greatest storytellers of all time. I agree. Um, I think he's probably mostly known for his two-tone dress shoes, designer suits, Really three, good three piece swag. suits. We're in like in like the nineties. Yes. And the nineties, I mean we saw in the NBA where there's everything was just oversized and baggy. I don't know if Steve had like tapered fits, but he was definitely he was definitely a more flamboyant and more um, expressive with his fashion choices than standard hockey hockey coaches and just like people in hockey the hockey world. Oh yes. Thank you for sharing that. So Cabby. Another thing, man, and like I know, like I'm smiling because you left our country for a little bit I for, for professional um, opportunity. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, career opportunity. Yeah. Now, a lot of people were upset, man. A lot of people were upset. That's not you're, true. That's you're not very true. loved here, man. That's not true. It is true. I'm tolerated, but I'm not. Listen, if if something t terrible would happen to me, then yes. But as I walk around, it's I'm, it's pretty. I'm pretty normal. Very humble guy. A lot of people were upset that you left. I want you to kind of like, a lot of people don't know what you left for. Okay. What was that opportunity? Because it was incredible, and I'm sure you're very proud of it. Yes, I went to work for Bleacher Report, and Bleacher Report is this media company which is in the heart of sports and pop culture, and it's the best at it. Like, they're always in the center of conversation, oftentimes creating conversation that people on social and in the digital space are reacting to. Game of Zones was this animated cart, was this brilliant original production from Bleach Report. But even before that, 
the speed in which these guys, like, their creators could make a meme if, like, Russell Westbrook has a breakaway and he dunks, they can make, like, the backboard explode just on a regular highlight. Like, what? Like, 45 minutes after it happened? Like, what? Like, it was mind-blowing the speed in which they could put their commentary on plays. So I went to Las Vegas to work on Bleacher Report betting. I am I was a novice better. Okay. I occasionally bet on UFC, definitely bet on the Super Bowl, in some March Madness pools, and I always lost my fantasy football pools. Okay. Always. So there we were, you know, I was hosting a football show with a woman named Kelly Stewart, who is this incredible, authentic sports better. She's the best, best in that market. And I learned so much from her. I just learned so much from working in Vegas and our stage in our office was in the Caesars Palace Hotel. So every day I would go to the casino. In fact, I lived at the casino for about a month. Okay. And I even, I got to do some cocaine in the hangover suite. <laughs> I petted Mike Tyson. I met Mike Tyson in the suite. He greets you with cocaine. I'm like, I'm made. this is just like the movies. So that was pretty tremendous on like day one. And then I ate a whole pizza like 45 minutes later. Actually, I don't think that's in effect. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So we were at, yeah, so I stayed there for like a month. Then I was staying across the street at the link for like three weeks. And then I finally got an apartment or I rented a house and I was there for two years. And then going back and forth because my wife still lives in Canada. But primarily to learn about the betting industry, betting culture, creating content in that space, which I was very green and it was highly informative for me. Thank you for sharing that because I know, like, I, 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 I love it, man. I love it. Everything that you've been involved with, I love the passion that you bring with it. Full marks, buddy. Full marks. Thanks. So now, first time in my life. <laughs> I wanted to change things up a little bit. Sure. Because we're we're kind of coming towards the end. Okay. I wanted to lighten things up a little bit. Now. Wait. Well, do you think we've been talking about heavy subjects? Oh no! Oh no, okay. sir! Oh no! But saying that. One of my favorite talking points was how we were discussing that in Canada has a little bit different culture than the States when we're growing up. So there's a couple of games that we play when we're young. One of them is, is, is kissing tag game. Yeah. Okay. Kissing tag, Another yeah. one is red Rover. Now I know you had a special interview with, with, I think it was Russell Wilson. Wow. You have a fun, this is great research. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you just tell us about, about so, that? You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. so Russell Wilson is this elusive quarterback, and he, in his years in Seattle, didn't really get sacked that much because he has a high IQ and can always, like, evade defenders. So I asked him, like, bro, like, was the, was the, was the origins of your, your skill set, like, was it kissing tag? He's like, kissing tag? I'm like, you didn't play kissing tag? He's like, no, I didn't play it. And I think he grew up in South Carolina. I'm like... That's incredible. Like, you're missing out, bro. Then the title of the game tells you all there you need to know, all there is to need to know about the game, and it's awesome. Obviously, I don't think you can play that in 20. I don't even know if you can play Kissy Tag in 2012 and then without consent. So, obviously, it's a, it's a game for, you know, the 80s when we played. But Kissing Tag, for sure. Red Rover, I don't think – I think they call it something else there. They call it something else in the States? I think – they, de they don't play red ass. You play red ass? Red ass, we did play yeah. in my elementary school. Nobody ever got all the letters, though. It's like oh. R-E and then the bell rang. You oh, yeah. Go back in. Oh, yeah. Saved by the bell many times. Many times. Many times. And it was always a <laughs> tennis ball. Imagine playing with one of those utility. Remember, like, like the lacrosse, lacrosse ball? Lacrosse ball. Lacrosse ball. Or even a ball hockey ball. 
Oh, yeah, Same but you just, you can't, no, you, it's not enough weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can't get enough speed on The crossball would be oh, dangerous. Oh, that'd be deadly. Yeah, buddy. We weren't, we weren't savages, so we, it was always a tennis ball. Gabby, like, I mean, I think I told you in the messages leading up to today that it's usually about a 25-minute show, but it seems like it's five minutes. Someone that with your entertainment value, I'd like, I, I feel like I'm still doing my intro. Before we go, bro, sure. before we go, you made a big return. You've made a big return, my friend. Please keep us up to date with what is happening right now with Cabral Richards. I wish I saw you the way, I wish I saw me the way you see me, right? which is, you're very, Just keep you're very listening kind. to me, man, and you'll be okay. <laughs> so, okay, so after Vegas, I returned to Canada. I'm working at Sportsnet now, and I'm the executive producer of betting content and strategy launched a brand called SN Bets, and we are immersed in betting culture. Our brand isn't the, the one you come to to like, for, to get recommendations on bets, like, oh, tonight you gotta take the Carolina Panthers or the Carolina Hurricanes or the North Carolina Tar Heels. That's not us. We like to ride the highs and lows with our community, people who, will, who might have sprinkled five or $10 on like, a 10 leg parlay to win a thousand. But if you win your a thousand, we're all lit. Like that's how I wanna, that's how we react. Even if it's a $5 bet or a $3 bet, we don't unit shame. What, what we wanna do is just be amongst people who are authentically having or betting and having conversations with their friends about it. And it's us versus the sports book. So like we're all the underdogs, okay. we're underdogs in life, but our, our like our, First base position is we're underdogs, and it's like us versus the New York Yankees as the evil empire. I say this in jest because we have some great partners, but that's the mentality that you have to have as a better. It's like you against the books or you against the line. And I need to know that info because I'm not very educated with this, so I really appreciate it. And I know a lot of the audience and listeners are in the same boat. Okay, but don't come to us for like tips and Advice, stuff. Advice, just no. just for the for the, for the vibes, for okay. the vibes. Okay, come okay. to us for good vibes. Okay, for good vibes. Now, let me give you guys a quick compliment. I was watching the Leaf game the other day. Okay, okay? and what? Who are they playing? Pittsburgh. I, I'm not even sure. Okay, but the important thing is that I saw a character just kind of come onto the screen like like it was like like a cartoon yeah. and it was you oh. and you were saying ladies and gentlemen you know you can do some action right now like you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, that yeah. is probably some of the most clever promotional stuff i've ever seen did you have a part in that uh, idea for, i'm not sure that, that commercial i'm not sure that that's you're, you're again it's so yes i would i figured out how we would integrate our content into Hockey Night in Canada. Yes. Wednesday Night Hockey with mm -hmm. a different sponsor. Monday Night Hockey. I mean, hockey is obviously Sportsnet's biggest property. Blue Jays as well. And then, you know, below that, Toronto Raptors. So we're, we have a bunch of partners, so we've got to figure out ways to integrate in the pregame show. Not make it too heavy-handed, like, because half of the audience, they just want sports. Yes. The other half has an interest in betting, so we try to cater to both where... So the sports audience, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of data to, and if you have an interest in betting, hey, we're going to, we're trying to make, we will try to make you smarter. If you want to sprinkle one one dollar, two five, whatever the denomination is, and then for the people who are into sports betting, we're like, hey, these are some, these are some of the lines, or these are some of the players yeah. who are hot, which might be of interest to you when you fire up your app. Dude, I mean, like I said, when I saw it, I was very impressed. I had to mention it. 
It's you. very exciting what you're doing, Kabi. I'm very proud of you, man. Thank you. You represent the city better than anyone that I know, bro. That's like, not true. You're always mentioning Toronto. You know Abel, so he represents the city very well. He does. He does. But okay. you're definitely in that in that no. upper echelon. Abel is a global icon, bro. Abel is. So is Aubrey. You know, I don't know who, I don't know. Justin is from Stratford, so not really to, uh, Toronto men's. This is your group, though, bro. No. This is your group. This is ridiculous. <laughs> right? This is, this is the most ridiculous thing you've said Mr. this month. <laughs> and you've said some, you've, last month you said some even more flagrant stuff, but this month, this is the, this is the worst of it. I love dedicating this show to you, buddy, because like I said, there's certain people in the industry that have really made, like, made me want to get into this thing. You're one of them, brother. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much, Kathy. My Cappy. pleasure, man. My pleasure. You know, I know we went over the time limit. That's I'm get, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting the, the, the visual eye from the producer. Buddy, thank <laughs> the you <red> so light. <laughs> much. <laughs> I wanted to thank the listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Sheriff featuring the legend Cabral Richards, a.k.a. Cabby from the streets, back in the heyday. Thanks again, Cabby. My pleasure. We'll see you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Sounds good. We're going to sign off here, guys. Woo!